available, everything now. You're saying how, when you're growing up and you read the history of, say, Sultan Suleiman, the Magnificent, which, of, did you read in English or Urdu? Urdu. Which, in Islamic terms, you don't say Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Because the West only sees Sultan Suleiman with his magnificence, because that's what draws them. That's also one of the reasons why the Ottomans use that to draw the West, you understand, the magnificence. But he is known, Sultan Suleiman, as what? Kanuni. Kanuni meaning the lawgiver. It's not about his gold or his palaces or his luxury or his beauty or, or his majesty. It is about him giving the law. In the tradition of who? In the tradition of prophets. In the tradition of who? In the tradition of the high Sahabi Kiram. Kanuni, Sultan Suleiman. And is anyone studying Kanuni, Sultan Suleiman to see how he made laws taking not only from Islamic law, but the laws that is available all around in those great civilization and those great empires and to take and to take the best, filter everything so that people will be able to live Islam according to that time and that place to move forward, correct or no? Is anyone studying him? No, we don't study him. He's taking laws from the West. People now saying, oh, we need a new Islam, new this, new that. This BS reform Islam. But they're not studying him. It's not only Sultan Suleiman, he's one of the greatest examples. But there were earlier other Sultans also who were taking and they were balancing certain things. So he is known as that to us. Just like Hazrat Umar as a lawgiver. Because Muslims, you are not too um, uh, impressed by all this, what they call in today's words, bling, bling like this, all this bling, they're not interested. They're interested in something else, how much they are holding on to the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what is impressing believers, you understand? Because in Islam, in Khilafat, there is no one is, uh, has, uh, has monopoly over Allah. No one. Like the church say, we have God. Correct? No one can come to Allah except for us. Uh, the priests say, you cannot even worship by yourself. You have to come to church. To church, you have to come to the priest. Correct? No, it's not in Islam. In Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a direct connection to everyone. And everyone has a direct connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. There are best ways and means to get to Him, but everyone is also connected to Him. You understand? And those ones who are believers that Allah's look is on them, they can be the most humble people in this world, but they will shake the sultans sitting on their thrones. They will shake the empires. And those are the real sultans with the power. And for 1400 years, Muslims are respecting that, understanding that is real. And they take care of those ones. And they say, no one is above the law. So you're saying you're reading all these things. 
Good thing you're reading Urdu if you read in English. Oh, what are they going to concentrate on? Same thing they've been concentrating on for 2,000 years. Huh? What is that? Sex, <laughs> money, hmm? enjoyment. Look into the Vatican. It's nothing spiritual there. It's nothing spiritual. Anything that is there that is reminding you of Isa, salam, Jesus and his mission, what he sacrificed? No. You look into the most holy place. You see naked men and naked boys. How is it connecting you to Allah? And Isa, salam, if anything, he came out from the temple. He didn't come to build a temple himself. He came out from the temple. He was there to destroy the temples. Because he was coming from the Bani Israel, and he was very harsh to the Bani Israel. He was cursing at them, non-stop, cursing at them. He says, you hypocrites, you snakes, you this, that. He was cursing at them. Because they had that, just like the Vatican today, or churches today. They have over 25 billion. This is open. Allah knows what is hidden. Because 2,000-year-old company, they cannot just have 25 billion, impossible. 25 billion dollars worth of real estate. And art, they say 10 billion. SubhanAllah. This is what Isa alayhi salam is teaching, to collect your wealth. Or he went to the temple and he kicked the money lenders. He kicked them out. He says, how dare you? So they lost their teachings a long time ago. Lost them. But these are the ones that's writing about our history. So if you're going to read them in English, then forget about it. Because that is their concentration. That is what they're going to see. Anything that they see is according to that. If they look at Islam, oh, it's just filled with sex, money, and entertainment fun. Everything they look at is according, their life is according to that. Understand? So, the way they look at the Khalifa and the Sultan, that's what they are concentrating on. Just that. The way they look at Islam, just that. The way they look at the Prophet, that's that. It never changed for 2,000 years. Muslims had a mind before. It hasn't been corrupted yet. It's, the corruption is almost finished. It's finished. It's not much that you can do. Understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to send Hazrat Mahdi salam, and Isa salam, to come back, Hazrat Isa, not to preach. They're not coming to preach to people, to pull people, to huck. No. Their job is something else, right? It's almost complete. Because people are not interested in huck anymore. They're interested in enjoying life because they fell in love with this life. Hubub dunya, the love of this life. That the Prophet says, I fear for my nation. They love life and they hate death. You walk around, especially in this, in this time of uh, festivity time. You look around, there's no reminding of death. You look around, everyone is, they want to live and they want to live forever. They hate death. You walk around the streets and you see these are people who hate death. 
don't think we're saying, oh, only in Western countries. No, in Muslim countries, more than that now. Muslim countries, mashallah. Muslim, we're look, looking at a city of 99%, almost 100% Muslim. But they love the dunya so much. They love the world so much. Now they say world is celebrating Christmas. They never celebrate Christmas for 1,000 years. They say, let's put Christmas tree. Let's have Christmas fair. We can understand if there are Christians there. We can understand if their system is... It's Muslim. There is no middle ground. What, is Muslims have never come to contact with Christians for 1,400 years? <laughs> we never lost our identity in 1,400 years, even when we're controlling Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And we're able to love and respect and be in harmony with the Christians, even in the holy days, without selling ourselves. Now, oh, finish. Everyone is saying, you must celebrate. From the moderates to the extremes, they're saying, you must celebrate now. At least it used to be some years ago. Some Wahhabi types say, oh, haram, haram, haram. Now in the heart of Wahhabism, they're going to make celebration, <laughs> isn't it? Correct or not? In the heart. And they're going to show people, people who are saying, oh, of course, the, uh, this kind of, you don't have proper understanding, then you're going to breed people who are extreme one way or another. You understand? They're only going to show now some imam saying, if you celebrate Christmas, you're going to go to hell forever. It's not like that too. But media likes. Yeah, of course it is fake media. You think Trump is the first one to say it? Chef, and he has been saying that for over 20 years and before. CNN, fake. Fox News, it is in the name Fox, Tilki. You understand? But now, like I said before, Shaitan is fighting with Shaitan. Shaitan fighting with Shaitan. Small Shaitan fight with big Shaitan to see who is going to be the best Shaitan to represent Dajjal, to be in Dajjal's armies. So this is happening. Yes, you have fake news, but the one who says that, he is the worst liar. And one of the um, titles of shaitan in the Bible is what? The father of lies. The father of lies. Everything you say is a lie. You understand? <laughs> so, now, so now, like I said before, it is between two evils. Choose the lesser evil now. How are you going to tell people? Don't tell people. If they're interested, we say. Because people, number one, they're not interested. Number two, when they're interested, they already have their thing. They don't want to listen to anything else. They're just there to fight back and forth with you, to argue, to say, I'm, I know better, I'm more clever than you. Uh, you don't know nothing, to show off. Don't, that's all ego. If they say, you want to learn something, sit, we will teach. We will teach from what we have learned. It's not coming from us. We're not here to argue. Now, only some are going to be interested. Only some out of that will have passion. Uh, of course, now, Nakshubani murids themselves, they're questioning, oh, uh, why are you uh, so concentrating on the Ottomans? No one else is concentrating. Let's say you just came yesterday, maybe, definitely. 
But when you came yesterday, you should not be uh, judging because the tone of that is a judgment. Asking is something else, learning is something else. Don't you know Shaykh Mawlana, for 90 years of his life, he was living for the Ottomans? You don't know, because you're with people who are putting the Ottomans down. But the Ottomans are going to come back. Yes, we are celebrating the Urs of Shaykhul Akbar, Hazrat Ibn Arabi. The one who said to the Muslims, how long ago was this? I think it was 800. Hmm. Who said to the Muslims living at his time that they never have internet, they never have fast food, they never have cinema, they never have theater, they never have everything, all the dirtiness that we have. <laughs> They're living clean and he said to them, your heart is filled with desires. And I've just proven to you, even when you come to the masjid, you're worshipping only for dunya. And the Lord that you worship, which is dunya, which is gold, it is under my feet. And they didn't want to understand him, they killed him. And when Sultan Selim, Han, which Hazrat Ibn Arabi said, when sin <coughs> enter into Shin, When Sultan Selim then entered into what? Sham. And he was sitting in the hammam. He was all alone in Sultan Selim. He called Sultan Selim. He was very, very rough and tough. He was very jalal. He was sitting in the hammam alone. There was so much steam that was there. He was sitting and thinking because he was pulled to go there. He heard a voice, hey, you. Scratch my back. He got shocked. I said, who is this? This, you see, he couldn't really see properly. Is this very majestic, very Jalal man, more than him, giving the Sultan an order. There was Hazrat Ibn Arabi, Shaykhul Akbar. So many secrets was given to him, and he was the first Khalifa of the Ottoman Empire that he took the Hilafat then from the Abbasis, who could not carry him. By the order of the Holy Prophet then Hazrat Ibn Arabi giving full support to that Sultan and to the Ottoman Empire. That's why they were able to open up so many secrets. And the secrets of Tariqat, the whole empire, up till today. Discovered where he was buried, made a maqam over it, discovered where he said to the people, the Lord that I worship is under my feet. They discover 40 big jars filled with gold. And that gold, they built a masjid, they built a dergah, they built a zawiya, they built a place for people, a kitchen, feeding people from that time until today, still feeding. Our Shah has a very close relationship with Hazrat Ibn Arabi. Yes, there are still people representing him. They are not dead. So, these sultans, they are real. 
Well, who is interested in them? Very few in these days. It is both bad news and good news. Bad news because it's very terrible for the Ummat. But it's good news because the handful, the handful that are holding on, the Prophet says, the blessing reaching to you 100 times more than my own companions. Because out of billions, only a handful, they are believing. And they're living their life according to that belief. They're trying here and there, you can try. They're trying, they make a television a show, correct? You can try, not one program, two, but you can make hundreds of programs. They can show it every day to the Muslims too. It's too late. It's too late. It's like you're saying now, we're going to build a wall against to that. But what is that's hitting the wall? It is a tsunami. It's been building up for over a hundred years. You, now you're building a wall. The tsunami is gathering speed for 100 years. Even if you build a wall now as high as that, it's not going to be able to withstand nothing. You can try. You can, we see. First time it comes out, everybody's filled with hope. Then what happened? One, two, three years down the road, everything gets less and less and less. Because even people who are doing that and loving it, slowly they start pulling back because other things are coming now. And if they are seeing anyone running after the Ottomans also, now they're going to attack it even more with shaitans, so that people will lose their faith on them. It's not going to affect those who are sincere. Those who are sincere, you don't need movies. You don't need television shows. You don't need books because you're connected to the spirit of those ones. Because I'll share his one. You understand? Now, with one sign, one sign, everything is going to be revealed to you. You don't need to study so much. So, what is the knowledge that people are going to base their discussion or the understanding of the Ottomans from majority from Orientalist Western sources because everyone speaks English or European language. How many are going to be able to have the, um, let's say, the luxury of knowing Turkish, for example, to learn, let's say, Ottoman history from the Turkish sources? Even the Turks themselves they will not have too much access to this. Why? Because it's a completely different language. Ottoman Turkish is different than modern Turkish is different. Even the script is different. You can get some. Of course, there are people who are archiving and changing and uh, translating, I mean. But even those ones that are there, if you're living there, you're only getting the tip of the whole iceberg that is there. But that tip, it is like gold compared to what the rest of the world has.
hope. Don't worry. This time will end. It's going to end. We must know which side we are sitting on, standing on. This is important, you understand? Just like here, there is an empire. Different people, different understanding. We are united because of Islam, because of the Prophet because of the way that our Shaykh is teaching us, is pulling us out to understand that according to where the Ottomans. May Allah bless them and may they always have their feet on our necks, inshallah. Wa min Allah tawfiq al-fatiha. Assalamu alaikum.